I just stumbled across this, so I thought... I would, oh, okay, I so it. we'll start with that. And yeah. we'll check in with, you know, disappointment later. This might lead... This might this lead might to, fix it. It uh, might oh. alleviate all the oh. stress you felt about that. Uh, the Ten Commandments for 2020. One, don't argue with fools. <laughs> Two... Okay, that's like one of the Ten Commandments for, for all time, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe... Uh, up, it should be Ten Commandments... Um, maybe just starting 2020 from the things that we've learned for the past you know, 6,000 years. Don't marry a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Three, ah. don't trust organizations. Four, don't fuck coworkers. <laughs> Five, don't think degrees grant skills. Six, don't sacrifice sleep. Seven, don't use debt to consume. Eight, don't eat or watch junk. I think that goes, I mean, yep. seven and eight are kind of the same. Nine, don't avoid sun. Ten, don't wash ass before face. <laughs> Unless you do it for 20 seconds. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, then for sure it's clean. <laughs> so that's like the, oh, that's oh, really good. Jeez. I was going to try and... Um, find something equal, but I can't, but I can't. I'm I'm only. Uh... I I mean, we got a really good. I forwarded you that email. This one. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Mr. Paul B sent this in. Um, subject: Defense of analog. Hey guys, I would like to thank whomever thought up the defend analog symbol. I put the sticker on my cup today and my girlfriend asked very matter-of-factly, who is the anal OG and why defend him? <laughs> because, because, because he's engaging in activities that are forbidden in certain states. <laughs> he's fighting the man. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, or, well, I think sodomy is or, still forbidden in Utah, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, is he fighting the man or is he I didn't know this. down with the man? <laughs> I, I think technically I could be wrong, but I heard, so I'm just like replaying what I heard and pretending that it's fact, which is a problem with the world, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm glad of, you recognize it. And in fact, if we precede all of our statements with yeah. that, um, we should be just totally fine. <laughs> no risk of getting canceled. We're just... Well, and, and here, I'll say this with something that is unrisky. Okay. Um, I heard that sodomy technically describes oral and anal sex. That's a long. So sodomy that means is a ATM. long member is is. <laughs> I mean, anybody who could do both, man, that is that is impressive. All at once, that should be forbidden. Yeah, it makes everyone else feel really. Now short. I understand why it's illegal. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous. You might. Oh. Holy. Um, I haven't paid attention to the news for almost a week, and I feel fantastic. I've been paying attention I for know. you, <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't feel so great, um, but I have come to a conclusion. Oh, 
Do you want to save it for the conclusion? No, no, because I think it's like a fine opening remark, and it just gets to the, I have Mm. never been so disappointed with the species. (laughs) Mic drop, end of story, that's all I got. I mean, it's... um, it's the, remarkable. There's something to be said about how you uh, process anger, which is really, I mean, in in most cases, it comes out of me in frustration. Mm. In people who um, project, it comes out in bitterness. Yeah. And people who create, it comes out in disappointment. But what do you think they're angry about? Um, I mean, just like... And it can be, you know, a general answer, a useful generalization or... I'm going to go you know. hippie on this. All right, let's do it. I think they're absorbing the energy that is being put out. Like whatever the vibration of rage is, is mm-hmm. resonating and continuing to go in. Like, you know, when you hit a tuning fork and yeah. it passes through things? Yeah. If you hit something hard enough, it'll pass through. So I have a story, a friend of ours... Um, She's a yogi, and so she did all these super intense, like, retreat. I mean, I'm not talking, like, go with your mat and, like, take pictures next to the ocean. We're talking, like, fasting for, like, a month at a time and, like, real deprivation with real, like, teachings and, like, you know, apparently there's a guy known as the modern Buddha incarnate or whatever. Okay. And she was at one of these retreats, and they're well, kind of they, they hard shouldn't to get make into. a statue to him because... It might get blown up or torn down or something. It could. Yeah. Um, they. So, um, I mean, it really makes you think. Did Buddha have like a Me Too moment? Yeah. Like with. The, so I just want to know why the Taliban was so pissed off at him. Because so, so, <laughs> that was a kick-ass statue. Yeah. And actually, that was pretty fucking it, cool. And then what they dug up, you know, what has been dug up um, uh, by archaeologists at the base of that. Um, and, and, okay, so after it got blown up, you know, the good news is some caves were discovered in, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. had been um, uh, inaccessible before, yeah. which had apparently the oldest examples of oil painting ever, predating anything in Europe. That's, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Anyway, I've, I've just been reading up some on it. Some destruction leads to cool things. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so get yeah. So, so get, she's, get on get back, so she's on a retreat. It's hard to get into these things. What like it's a, like a select. It's like a. It's not a thing that you can just sign up with with your friends. So you know, I think I, I forgot how many people. It was like twenty to thirty people in this mm-hmm. one house in this very remote location, and everybody had gone for the day except her. She was in the house, and there was another couple, and they were fighting. And they're like screaming at each other. And she, her, like, she's a very intuitive person. She's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and like yeah. get my sage and like, you know, do the yeah. whole cleansing thing. And something told her to stop and watch. So she just stopped and watched. She didn't interject. And they're like, you know, fight, 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 fight. And they finally fuck you. And they go the other way. They walk off in separate directions. And she's like, man, that was intense. Like, I've never quite seen it that bad. And I'm like, I'm surprised somebody didn't get punched or slapped or whatever. There's, it seemed like it was violent about to happen. Okay. And here comes this group of people that were at the beach that did not see any of this. And they have bathing suits on and they're laughing and they're like, you know, they're having a great time. And they come up over the ridge and they walk through the part of the lawn where the couple was fighting and their faces change immediately. 
and they go like frowning, not smiling, and all of them don't say anything, and they just kind of go off into their separate rooms and just disappear for the night. And she was just like, oh, shit. Man, they poisoned the well. Yeah, like that yeah. kind of feeling. And so when I feel like some people are very, very angry and they're wobbling that anger into you and it's really addictive. Like self-pity and rage or, you know, being outraged is because somebody enraged you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it does spread. It is contagious. Like, uh, and it should be because if we can do the opposite, like what if we can promote, you know, inspiration or whatever the yada, 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 you know, inspirational quotes and stuff, or we can inspire somebody to make a change in their life. Why wouldn't we be able to inspire somebody to be depressed and fucking, you know, desperate and lonely and outraged and oh, angry? It's way easier to do that. Than For it is. sure it yeah. is. My, th- I, 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 I think you're on it with that idea because I don't think there's any way to avoid it. Like if that's the energy that is created and then Mm. being just like hitting other tuning forks, let's say, um, and echoing obviously Mm. around the world. There's, there's that. I, my, the thing that I have come up with the last couple of days in terms of the, you know, why are the people, you know, why is everyone so angry? Um, I think it's, it's two parts. First thing is, oh my God, I haven't done enough. Mm. Like I, yeah. I, I, I've been getting away with getting mine mm-hmm. and now all of my shit has been exposed. <laughs> but then they realize when they try to do something, they are impotent. And that amplifies the initial anger and the frustration yeah yeah okay and the frustration They're like i can't do anything i'm gonna go walk in the fucking street again and work hold that sign up so so what can you or help- i'm gonna you know try and educate people about it you know you get everybody to you know we're gonna erase all this stuff that happened <laughs> well uh, so, so that on that point i think it's one level deeper than that i don't feel like i can do anything and I also know that I can't create something to do. Like there's, there's like another step of like, yeah, <laughs> a flaccidness, right? Like, yeah, the girl's right there, and I can't, I can't do it. Like it won't work, and I get then I get angry, and that makes it even worse because now she's frowning at me. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> now, now I've upset her twice. Yeah, now it's for sure not going to happen, and that's that's kind of like. You know, I'm non-essential. Oh shit, I can't do anything. I'm non-essential. And then this one thing, I'll show you I'm essential. Here's a sign. Yeah, I'm or, essential, and you're paying me to be <laughs> tear uh, down uh, the fucking system it, right after you give me my last check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Are people still right? I I literally don't know. Are like there's still marchings going on? I have been selective in my. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the news, you know, scanning headlines, looking for like, oh, today I found like the 67 different, you know, acts of cancel culture related <laughs> that have happened since George Floyd was murdered. 
I, and and it was just a list going. Down. I was like, oh I my just, god! I just <laughs> got off the phone with a friend of mine who owns a gym, mm-hmm. and they're they were in a really bad place because they were moving gyms when this thing all hit, and they're they're fairly well established. They're like fifteen years old, and um, they're in a very expensive city, and they're suing their old landlords to get their deposit back because they actually improved the building, and they, I mean it's a sizable chunk of money. All in all, we're talking about, you know, something close to like a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. All in all, like with moving and all this other stuff. And the outrage hit and there was this cry. He was just explaining this to me. He's like, people, you have to do something. He goes, oh, uh, like, what are we going to do? Like, what do you want me to do? Just, you got to you got to get rid of CrossFit and you got to, you literally got to do something. Like, you got to get signs in your windows and support this movement and he's like, is, okay, is that going to fix it? Like, <laughs> because you realize like once we do this, once we unaffiliate, that's a quarter of a million dollars that is gone, done. And so is a, if I will do this for humanity, if my $250,000 will stop racism, done, no questions asked. But what if it doesn't work? And what exactly does it work for? Yeah. Like, I mean, tell me how de-affiliating from CrossFit changes any kind of racial relations. Or changes anything other than like, okay, maybe the, the brand, maybe the name is so tarnished that there is a negative effect on your business that is affiliated with this name. Although I don't know of any instance in the past that I could look to and learn from, you know, that is similar. It for sure is not. And and this is like, this is the white hot rage that, that reveals itself not even two weeks later or three weeks later or yeah. whatever, not, not very long. And you see it like this, like, <laughs> I my bet my wager is that if uh, Greg would have just waited two weeks, uh-huh. no, no, like yeah. yeah, people can unaffiliate, but as soon as they realize that they walked away from the one thing that just isn't that, that is going to keep going, they would just quietly hop back on. So how how my friend explained this happened? He's like, I had every coach at my throat to post a square, get on social media, and he's been off. He but he. Uh, a, a year ago, I had this conversation with him because I hadn't heard from him in a while. And he was like, I'm done with it. I'm done. It's poison. I see how people treat it. It doesn't do me any favors. I have too much stress. I don't need to add another factor when in reality, my business is already set. I don't need other people. I can just keep working. Yeah. And, and I'll develop it with relationships, not on this online bullshit presence. And I'm like, right on. Good for you. Like, uh, that's that's noble. And now people are like, no, now you need to do the right thing. Get on social media. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I've never been this stressed out in my entire life. And you want me to add, like, who do you care about? Like, who do you actually care who comes out of this thing? Not me, because I'm telling you this thing will hurt me and you want me to hurt myself. You're asking me to self-harm so that you feel better about a thing that will not change anything. And so he was going to have a full walkout. Like, pretty much every one of his coaches threatened to leave unless he posted a black square or like came out in 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 
and marched and did the thing full-fledged, opened up an account and dedicated his business to being against CrossFit, against racism. They were just going to walk out and, and leave he goes, him. And, and he goes, and, uh, that sounds rather um, Jacobin. His reply like. was ingenious. He goes, guys, hear me out. I teach people how to get healthier and to get more fit and to like do breathing drills. I don't know anything about racism. So I don't think that's my lane. <laughs> I'm going to refuse only because I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. I can't see it. I'm not smart enough to see what you're describing to me. Therefore, I'm not the person to carry this message for you. And apparently they 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 all, you know, broadcast that message themselves, realized their impotence yes. and got angry and were hoping that someone who had a slightly louder voice saying it yes. would um, make up for their lack of effect. One person left because of it. It was not surprising because I know this person. Okay. Fits the social justice warrior like to a T the best part is she, she made this huge ordeal about it like I'm getting like I'm leaving I'm putting my foot down this is stop I will go into debt and have a worse life because you know until everybody can have the same life I refuse to do this nobody knows the other part of it is actually she was going to quit in two months and move to Florida anyway and so this was the grandstand to get social appeal, to look like you're doing that. There was no consequence. And so it was kind of like this, well, yeah, you're going to leave anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, we're leaving on bad terms, which is disappointing because, man, we really had a good time. Because we didn't need yeah. to. Yeah. So you have no relationship with anybody who is oppressed. And now you have no relationship with the person who supported you for 10 years. That sounds like um, the jumping out of the frying pan. Well, because she wasn't even in a frying pan, but she did. Something whatever. was hot, and it so, went into something that was more hot. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm. I, I mean, I'm bad. I mean, I've waited. Like we've made comments on little things here and there, just because I find it fascinating. The CrossFit thing was really fascinating um, because I, I couldn't. I, I was. I couldn't find what he said that was so troubling. Yeah. I, I really. I was like. Oh man, am I? Fuck, I'm an idiot. Like everybody sees it, but me. I really didn't. I was trying to like, hey, what does Floyd nineteen mean? Like, is he against black people and he wants them to all die from police? I don't think so. So let yeah. me back up from there. Like, is he just like not want black people into CrossFit? So he's making a comment on this health. What does it have to do with this health? the health tweet like this company is responsible for basically the pandemic's complete utter lack of anything like they just fumble fucked their way through it and now their tweet was that uh racism is a is a um is more of a health risk than yeah as a health of the virus the other virus and his comment was basically saying that you're gonna fuck this up too how dare a company say that they can you know, solve racism. Yeah. That, that's what the comment I, when I originally wrote it, that's what I thought it meant. And I even like, I commented to Keegan, I was like, look how clever this is. It has nothing to do with race. It had to do with like him calling out 
something that's backed by hundreds of millions of dollars that's using this movement in order to further their cause and yeah. get more support. But they didn't they didn't care about racism before it. Nobody did. Apparently not. And, and this is kind of the wild thing. Like, uh, okay, where is it? And, and I like, I'm going to go off on a deep end on the, the trying to understand what I don't understand about it. Um, I've really tried to li- I I know my biggest fault is I'm a bad listener. Like I really am. Okay. Uh, that's why I'm bad at music because I can't hear it. And I haven't recognized that I have two eyes and two ears and one mouth and, and done things in that proportion. And I've done it in almost the opposite proportion, which, you know, I've tried to correct over the past couple of years. But hey, if we had a podcast where you just listened the whole time, <laughs> we, wouldn't have a podcast. we wouldn't really have a podcast. So, you know, more power to you. Sure. I mean, but There's I also understand where you're coming There's from. There's a time and place, but yeah. I, I recognize that, man, I... I have a really hard time hearing people and it's because I'm not sensitive to it because I'm too busy thinking like not necessarily I'm not like blabbermouth necessarily. I do do that, but I I'm, I'm in my own head while other people are usually they'll say something and my brain will go off on that one thing that yeah. they said. Right. So I, I don't listen in this time. I really wanted, especially because Chris Warden posted something about listening and I listened to the stuff he listened to and I, it didn't make any sense to me either. So I, w- I was trying to like, what what is everybody angry about they're they're angry about the unfairness vis-a-vis greg or are we are we on the crossfit thing or the general the re- thing general general, general thing okay. general racism like okay. and i'm not denying it like i i've seen it up front i've see, like i grew up with people who are extremely racist and openly racist well openly in like small courts with like funny jokes that aren't that funny and yeah you know like the general the general feeling but i also know people who joke like racist jokes but who are absolutely not racist and so there's this like this ebb and flow i've seen both sides and i see where people think that all of it is racism and and maybe some of its racism or none of its racism which is uh, so I, i split things into two categories the extremes of both these there's people who legitimately believe that the color of their skin makes them superior to another being specifically white people but it is not it's not just them it's not specific to white people there are people it's of, not but in but in the in this in this case in yes. this country it's more relevant yes and and it is those people when we come down to the systemic nature of it that the fact that Mm. that the idea of racism has been accepted it comes from that particular color and the the fact that okay we we came we colonized we fucking you know committed genocide yeah whatever Uh, i i mean when i say whatever like yes i could go on and on um and and so I understand that 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 because of how long and how many times um, it's been gotten away with, let's say, yeah, and people have been elected into office, established legal precedents, mm-hmm. let's say, business practice precedents, social practices as precedent. Um, of course, it's you know then it's accepted, especially by you know the people who also share the same trait, even if they don't recognize 
that trait. Like, the, yeah, we we've benefited from you know from this. Sure. And, and but have we committed it? You know, uh, and I don't want to say, hey, it's it it stopped then, and we're different, or because I'm not. I mean, I'm a human being, so. So I think to discern it, to d- discern racism, I think you have to show intent. And I, like, you have to show that it's organized intent, not just accidental bias intent. But I think it's, a, but, um, but organized, let's say, may not be the right. I want it because I would, I, you know, I think there's a difference between organized and accumulated. Okay. Yeah. J- just in the sense of, oh, well, we didn't mean it to be as global as it has become, but each small step, which, you know, exploited or condemned or put down or whatever, other, we yeah. just, I'm just going to say other because it doesn't have to be skin color, Let's, mm-hmm. uh, um, but has put that down. Each small thing was like a tiny, tiny injury, but the accumulation of it over time, yeah, I think leads to behavior that... Um, that people just decide is okay because it has been. I, and there, there is, there's, there's an obvious bias in every single individual, and that is self-preservation first. I am the most sure. important thing to myself. Yeah. And, and all my attributes are the most important thing. So reflection of those attributes is going to reflect that bias naturally. Sure. Now, that doesn't mean inherently I think everybody should die but me, but... If you had to save some people, you're going to save the ones that are more like yourself. Sometimes that's what they look like. More or less, people that are smart enough realize it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the character of people that you want to put yourself around. Yes. And that would be the weirdest thing to select for based off, like, oh, well, they have a different color hair if you're fucked. Like, or their eyes, mm -mm, I don't do that color of eyes. Or a size, you know, 12 foot, that's way too big for my group of people. All of these things are just characteristics that we know don't matter. So we don't measure them. And therefore, we prove that they don't matter by dot measuring. So when I was going back to the the, the opposites are the same, both the people who are inherently like disgustingly racist and the people who are disgustingly anti like assigning identity to race, they both are measuring the same thing and claim that they both claim the same thing is the same level of importance. Yeah. Just from opposite side of the. Yes. They're this, which opposites, sorry, are the same in mathematics. They produce the same result. (laughs) So there's this polarity. You need the polarity so that the normalcy can, can exist, which is that this thing, over time should become something that is unmeasured. And if you want that to happen, quit fucking finding statistics about what affects what group based off of skin color and things that we say don't matter disproportionately, right? But we know, and this is where we go back to the intent thing, we know COVID-19 affects African-Americans more than other races. Is COVID-19 racist? Or is it the systemic racism of our you know, economy that puts blacks in a disproportionate position that makes them more affected of it. Like, are, is there food deserts and their poor communities and poor healthcare? Is that part of it? And therefore, you know, it's just another feature of disproportion based off something that probably doesn't have intent. 
And and you could say, yeah, it's you know they have a higher rate of diabetes, a higher rate of obesity. Um, so so do other cultures too, by the way. Um, but do we then call the thing racist? Is that the problem? Is that it's racist, or that we're again back to measuring what affects something that we say doesn't matter? If it doesn't matter, you don't measure it. That like measuring is racist because you're saying it's important. Or you're saying it's unimportant, but that also requires you to measure. True. To recognize the difference in the first place. And I, I, like going back to your thing of like the opposites are the mm-hmm. same essentially or produce the same result. I, I am th- pretty convinced that the opposites are never going to convince the others of their <laughs> opinion, you know, their, totally. their viewpoint. No, th- what they're trying to do is scoop and, people away from the middle, which is the right path because there is no opinion in the middle. They're like balanced. Yeah. Right. Th- those are the people that, you know, depending on where they live, they don't care who they associate with based off of characteristics that are unimportant, but they're trying to pull them into their cause. And, you know, sometimes the extremes are very convincing. Oh goodness. If someone's searching, then someone who is speaking with great conviction is very attractive. And if the idea isn't convincing enough on its own, you can throw things and light things on fire to get the attention that you can't get based on the validity of the idea. Which may bring attention to the idea, but you're not controlling the nature of the intention. Well, actually you are. Because nobody is really, I mean, except on, you know, the extreme that Mm -hmm. maybe you happen to be on, um, nobody's super down with the, like, let's burn everything. Nobody wants to see the country. I, I don't know how many people want to see the country in flames. Um, From the safety of their own home, they do. Like, appar- or, apparently for some, yeah. or, you know, what are you going to do? Like, I was reading something recently that, you know, not last night, a couple of nights ago, there was a some argument in the uh, the Chaz, the Chop, the Capitol Hill, oh. whatever, zone. <laughs> um, I didn't know it changed names. It, it did. It did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, they realize they're not really autonomous; they're just it's just an organized protest or whatever the OP stands for. I can't um, can't be bothered. But so there was some kind of conflict in there, and some dude got shot and oh. uh, died, and another one got shot but didn't die. And the cops couldn't; they wouldn't let the co- you know the you know EMS in EMS, which could comprise medical, yeah. you know, as well as mm. law enforcement, I guess, um, or emergency services of any kind. They wouldn't let anybody in, and they got one of the dudes to the you know Harborview um, uh, hospital, but that died there and or was dead already. I don't know. And then the other person I can't even remember. But um, I'm just like, well, so how'd that happen? And oh, well, there's an argument, and somebody was like maybe disagreeing with somebody, and then I was like, oh, so you're doing exactly. I mean, my opinion. I'm just looking at it from the outside. I'm like, oh, you're policing, huh? <laughs> It's weird how that becomes pretty, pretty. Man, I guess you went a little too far. You couldn't really talk it out, I guess. Or maybe I completely, you know, I don't, obviously I'm not there. I don't understand the situation. I don't know anybody who was there that I can contact the, you know, the one person that I knew that was inside for a little bit. Um, I, uh, the pressure cooker finally got to him. Pop. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And so actually he's going on walkabout for like the next 10 days. It's just like, 
into the wilderness to try and find, which I think is super cool because uh, I realized like, man, Dan, that kicks ass that you're, you realized that you need to sort of reorient your own point yeah. of view to find solid ground to stand on from which you can move a lever maybe in the future, but you're not going to find it in that pressure cooker where you are distracted, where you are like under pressure mm -hmm. all the time to say the right thing, do the right thing, yeah. be, you know, be that person. And, uh, in so all like, circumstances, I got to go back and, you know, walk with the 10,000 ancestors or 10,000 voices and find something. And I, and I thought, man, that's, that's super, that's actually very courageous. And yeah. also long game thinking like, look, if I don't figure this out, then I'm just going to be parroting yeah. or reflecting what is already going on. I need to find my own position. Uh, that, that in order to be effective in the future that's kind of what i was just explaining to my friend when i was like man i, I noticed a day where it just got too much and i was like eject the phone and yeah. go oh i've become poisoned and i could like feel yeah. it and it, it was like even to the point where i missed some really cool events because i didn't want to infect with whatever my energy was my yeah. my negative attitude you can call it if you don't want to you know <laughs> your your spiritual ears are ringing or whatever but I, like i could feel it and i was like man if i go around other people they're gonna like feel this and i'm gonna ruin them like i'm I, gonna ruin their experience yeah. or i'm gonna have an yeah. effect on it yeah and so i stayed away and i just went you know what we're, we're going camping and we took off and i got on a paddleboard for like 10 miles and i was like almost at the end of that i was almost okay like by the time i had touched the water and you know just been by myself on glassy lake for yeah. for that long you're just like <laughs> you know it took wearing a blister into my hand and you know killing myself over but finally i'm kind of normalized and then because i was normalized i realized how unimportant it was to get caught up because i thought about it like this like what happened if you got to the end let's just say this thing kind of like mulls over donald trump becomes president again and you know, we're like, ah, fuck. And then, you know, January hits and maybe COVID has kind of calmed down a little bit or the people who are most susceptible died. So now the selection is a little bit trickier. So it's not as deadly and things start being rebuilt, although we're in a huge deficit and you come out of hiding and you're like, what happened, guys? And your friends are like, dude. Dude, you should have been you here. You missed it. But then it just sounds like you missed a frat party. Yeah. Like your friend's like, God, Jimmy, he jumped off the top story of our frat house, hit his head, broke his neck, and then like blah, 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 raped this person. And like, and oh, then the, then the cops came and he mouthed off. And, and then they're throwing bricks at the cops and yelling at each other and trying to kill all white cops. And they were setting stuff on fire and then, and then they, then, you know, remember that one dude that went to law school and then they had some Molotov cocktails and they threw him in a car that was already vandalized and kind of burning. And, um, one of them didn't work cause apparently they didn't get the math right. And then, then they were going to be made an example of by like dragging federal law into what should be a local matter. <laughs> it sounds anyway. like I, I, you know, it sounds like you could miss the part. Like if, if at the end of this. Uh, this is what I'm trying to grab. You could with. easily have missed it, and would I be? Am I going to be okay? Like if I just shut everything down and I I purposefully become uninformed? Yeah. Will I be better or worse off? 
I mean, potentially, if there's like some, that there is a downside. Like, like if I don't, you know, see something coming or see that the virus got worse or see that the, you know, humanity is going to end because we're all autonomous states and there's no police or whatever. And I don't see that coming, man. Stuff could get really bad. Yeah. I don't, I, I think like understanding how a wager works. But like a front row seat isn't helping either. Mm, yeah. Even if you saw it coming again, are you helpless? Probably. Like, what am I going to do? Nothing. Like, I, I mean, post my black square, get the fuck out. Like, I create, I, I mean. That's what, I think maybe I'll just do that. I'll just post a black square on Instagram every day that nothing changes. I wonder if I can, like, program it to do that for me so I don't have to think about it. <sighs> and I just have the entire black feed. Every day. Every, yeah. Oh, man, that's a really good idea. <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah, it sure will. <laughs> Deprive them of my don't use the wrong vast hashtag. insight. Don't don't use the wrong hashtag though, man. That's a disaster. Oh, I tried right. to support, but I couldn't get the hashtag right. Oh man, no, so <laughs> this would be in defiance of, but whatever. I, People might think of it as support, and that's like how they misinterpret things often. Um, <laughs> one thing that that you said there about like you know, disconnecting for a little bit. Like I, I had a, that similar experience that whatever Friday morning last week got in my car and started and I had to drive 10 hours, you know? And so I got, mm. I, I, I like checked in the, oh, yeah, the social true. media in the morning and, and then didn't, and I didn't look at the news. And I didn't check anything until I got home, uh, you know, and wo actually woke up on Monday cause I didn't get home Monday morning till like six thirty AM. But drove just listened to music listened to podcasts got there met people like that i'd never met before because it's all social media it was like i've actually you know in the last little bit here i've had you know despite that whole episode we we once recorded about like how shitty social media is and that yeah. thing and despite how we could claim the same thing right now because it is completely fucked but yeah. i've had um a couple of really incredible sort of social experiences mm. based solely on it not that I'm like fully, you know, rah rah on the whole social media thing, but, um, but then and then I just for the next two days of Saturday and Sunday, it was just concentrated on something super demanding yeah. of shooting and shooting fast and shooting into trying to maintain the accuracy and realizing that, yeah, here we have these groups, yeah, small groups, whatever, of people with live weapons who are actually running. Yeah, you know, with them from target to target, doing tr different transitions, shoot, shooting while moving laterally, shooting moving, you know, forward, shooting, you know, moving laterally in the offhand direction. You know, sometimes it's, um, you, you know, one-handed with the pistols. Um, and like, okay, these are all things that require extreme focus and yeah. presence, not only to be safe, but also to learn and to understand and to witness how, hmm. man. You know, and for and for me, it's like okay, I'm recovering something that was once very second nature because I did it all the time, and man, being that focused on that thing, and you know, um, for those seventy two hours or whatever it was with no distraction, mm. holy refreshment, Batman! Yeah, it was it was absolutely r remarkable to be 
Yeah, you were uh, on the paddleboard. I feel like you you were opened up to the universe, and then I think when trying to shoot into like the index card size head box, you know, from fifteen yards or whatever, um, maybe not as open to the universe. But although that you know sensitivity is that does uh, produce good results um, when driving a firearm mm. um but just be but i felt like very closed down very focused very like almost yeah. insulated and and it's exclusionary yeah, yeah. In, in a way and uh um and i kind of thought like when i got back oh I'm, man that was fantastic to be disengaged from that and focused on something so hard and i'm just not gonna do i'm not gonna fall back into the same trap that i've fallen into in the last few days like yeah, it would it's keep, not keep tripping. I mean, it's almost like being like, "Oh, I feel so sick. I'm never eating that again." And then you vomit it back up, and then you're like, "You know what? I might as well just drink the purge. Like, I might as well just put it back in the way it came out because I'm just going to do the same shit until I learn." Yeah. So I, I have a. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm trying to strategize because we do, especially like I still have to use it. We still have to announce, you know, dates. Mm-hmm. Stuffs happening blah 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 like podcasts come out there's there's still an obvious presence that needs to happen my one idea is that i unfollow everybody so i have no input it's only output i've thought about trying that okay and i was like oh man i don't want to offend anybody but i would also just tell them like no i'm closing it down i want no i want nothing informing me right now yeah and you know all and there's something to the creative process that that's really helpful and i've been trying to like strategize it myself i mean maybe this like 14 day retreat we're talking about doing would do it because that's a requirement you're not allowed any input nice i like 14 days it's uh, if you want to hear something, you play it. And if you want to like, you know, uh, listen to something, you say it. Other than that, yeah. shut it down. Like you can exercise, but you cannot ingest You play anything. it. Like you music. create it mm-hmm. with yeah. a musical instrument. Yeah. Not like you play it, you press play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you have to like actually generate it. Yeah. Um, and that that really interests me only because I've heard a couple people go through that experience for, for extreme at like 90 days. You Whoa. don't you don't talk to anybody. You don't watch TV. You don't you don't even look at your phone. Nothing. You you can still. I mean, the guy who I talked to did it. He still interacted, but if somebody talked to him, he would just look at him and then walk away. Like he he would not engage with anybody. So he had to be like very. And eventually, he's just like it's too hard to do. I'm just gonna like not leave my house. And at 30 days, he was going to call it. He was getting like really psychotic. He was getting like kind of paranoid and kind of okay. weird. And then something happened on the like 31st day that let him know. And I think it was he created something like a song came out of him that it, he had never done before. Okay. And he knew all the words and he knew the notes and he knew everything. And he goes, oh, there it is. There, There's the. That's what I was. That's the purpose. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was looking. Because where does it come from? Where else does it come from? I mean, we, we know 
obviously that most people's quote unquote creation process is usually co-opting, not co not yeah, yeah, creating. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it is derivative. Yeah, yeah. On idea mixed with another idea that was not mine and the mixture is now mine. Or I heard somebody say something, I thought they said one thing when yep. they actually said another, but I took the one thing that I thought they said and <laughs> yeah. I changed it slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Or or I ran with the idea. Yeah. You know, and so I think that there is something to that. I just want to be able to, um, I don't know, set up a scenario or structure where I inherently can stick to it. Yeah. Um, and it should be useful. Like, I, again, I, I think most things are about what can I remove that will highlight what I already have as opposed to trying to get more of the stuff that I don't have. And I, <laughs> yep. You know, instead of trying to make more money, I'm going to spend For those of less. you who didn't hear that, that was me squinting. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> um, I, I asked a, a friend a question this weekend um, because I was really, I mean, the skill level is so high in his music playing. Mm-hmm. It is, un, it's unbelievable to me. Um, I, it, It's like, I think he's the, one of the best in the world at what he does, if not the best. Okay. And my first question was like, if you're the best at what you do, how do you know that you're getting better? Like, where do you, actually, you don't care. You're just, you know, you just keep going. You don't look back. Yeah. You just look forward. But I think if you're the best at what you do, um, you are also, you've gone beyond the point of comparison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that superficial part where I'm like, am I better than this person? Or yeah, but then how do you know you're the best at what you do? Are you the best that you can be at what you do? This is a different question because it's not comparative yes. by nature. Yeah, you know, maybe outside that is of it. self. Yeah, that I mean that that really is maybe the trick of understanding what you do is like understanding I'm the best possible version of myself. In this context, in this in in this it, particular yeah. discipline or whatever, because I I can recognize his skill and I recognize like talents that I have for certain things, um, and work that we do, and I would I, like it's unquestioning like, like uh, it doesn't mean it's maxed out, it doesn't mean there's no improvement there. Yeah. It just means like we operate at a level that I am 100% confident in our ability to accomplish a task in. And he but does I think the same it, thing with music. And I, and I think what it is, is look, I am the best version of myself or the best I can be mm. at this particular task, whatever, right now. Yeah. Which doesn't shut down the door for improvement. It doesn't say I'm the best I'll ever be. And the problem with the, the constant influx of input is that you quit trying to recognize what the best version of what you're trying to do right now is. Yeah. Like it gets suffocated. And that and then that that suffocation is the poisoning. Oh man, I haven't breathed for 3 days because I've been like holding my breath at videos showing violence or whatever, but being portrayed in a way that at first is like, okay, it's under the banner of I'm being informed. I got to know yeah. what's going on. But you call it sometime in a recent podcast, you call it riot porn, which <laughs> in a sense, you're it's absolutely it's absolutely correct. I want to see what fucked up thing, yeah. what fucked up person did 
that 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 affect the you know the like that the most and it's just like oh am i gonna here let me go check out what the politicians are doing today or let yeah. me go check out what the protesters are doing today let me do, go check out some like wise analysis of like all yeah and you know it's bad because if you see a video and you're like nah, it's boring compared to the last one where the guy got hit by a car you're like okay i'm not trying to be informed anymore i'm trying to actually be uh provoked titillated yeah titillated yeah. provoked or you know th- I'm, I'm looking for a sensation that i get out of like movies and entertainment Something and if that, i get it here then i don't have to go outside and i'm looking actually for unreality yeah well i'm looking for something that's outside the norm and because i'm convinced that the loudness of the uh, news station and the reality of it it's more titillating when i think it's real like when we're convinced that that fiction is non-fiction we're like excited like oh we're not faking it anymore and i'm still separated from so i feel safe as soon as those realities merge and you're dealing with what you thought was entertaining it's going to change very very quickly or maybe it's too late to change and so like maybe that i mean what if we all just turn it all off it's like hey no one cares Uh, again we're measuring a different thing by our views we're giving them measurements yes and therefore and the more i mean the, the piece that i posted yesterday it's like look we have all been manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. And we also manipulate others. Yes. When somebody does something and they don't question whether it is, you know, their act is their own truth or the agglomeration of ideas that have been like, I mean, the, the I, I keep going back to that point in, um, during Alex's rehabilitation in A Clockwork Orange when they fucking held his eyes open and made him watch the horrible imagery. You know, that mm-hmm. to me is what is happening right now Ooh, is that all of us, but no one's forcing us to not to, you know, no one's forcing us to look. We are all willingly looking and then what we are seeing and what we are hearing is fundamentally changing our actions and our ideas, our speech, how we will behave in the future. And if we don't and 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 there are for sure actors of some kind mm-hmm. actor as in someone committing action or an act not a you know pretender uh, but but there are for sure actors who understand that guiding this exposure guiding the um you know sending a certain type of nourishment to the hungry let's say will produce a particular outcome. And if you don't yeah. think you've been manipulated, if you don't think that you are being wound up um, over certain things and that, that that winding up, that direction, that stimulus, if you don't think that is intentional, then I say you're part of the fucking problem. And that everybody should, hey, turn off, step back. Let's yeah. see what we really feel without this external stimulus. Speaking of rigged. <laughs> oh, can I, we, are we talking about November? Oh, I kind of. Okay. Let's, um, let's get there. 
Um, somebody put this, and I thought it was really interesting. I, I think I put it in my story. Wait, rigged. You're not talking about the CrossFit Games, are you? No, I'm oh, talking okay. about. Um, most people refer to our 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 system as like a broken system. It doesn't work. And I think oh, somebody enlightened me to this. And they told you that it works perfectly? That it's fixed. The- yeah, it works exactly how a few people want it to work. Yeah. Just like a casino. Yeah. Right? And the illusion is that you have some kind of input. And they give you that illusion by giving you appeasing just a little bit. There's a little bit of a jackpot here. Yeah. But you doubled your money. Like the few people that walk away with minuscule amounts of winnings. We'll give you AOC once. But not twice. Yeah, except <laughs> or you know, like like that. Is but that what you're the, talking about? <laughs> the the gen, like if the house didn't win, it couldn't be in business, and therefore the theory doesn't go. Oh, we need to fix the broken system. The theory goes, we need to break the fixed system. Yes, and I I don't <laughs> I don't exactly know how to do that. Other than I, I've kind of changed my mind. You want to fix it? It's already fixed. I like this. I love this line of thinking. This is a beautiful turn of phrase as yeah. well. God damn. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I would vote for Trump, right? Because no one ever said they did. Right. Well, but apparently enough did. Enough. Um, and I, I, I mean, I honestly just, I would find it kind of reprehensible to support, but, and this, this goes back to the chaos theory, but I think it was misguided in the first spot when you're like, I just want to see what happens. It is true. Um, I see it like this. When people would say that, like, he's going to drain the swamp, I thought they were saying it like he's an intelligent person who's going to dismantle wrongness in our government and replace it with some kind with of corporate rightness. greed. Yeah. Oh. Wait. Yeah, right. No, that's what we already have. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> shit. Um, and I see it now as like, oh, there's probably a segment of the United States, at least the population that understands that this guy is such an asshole. He represents everything that's wrong in the world. Let's put him on a platform and show everybody how wrong he is. And let, let's let the damage occur so we can start to break the system. Draining the swamp, you know, it, it gets the, the, the person who pulled the plug on it gone too. Yes. <laughs> and if there was okay, I'm I'm willing to entertain this because mm-hmm. you know as much as I don't think people are smart enough to you know conspire in a way that produces all conspiracy theories. Um, there's also part of me that you know is open to the fact that they may well be okay that there's you know hey. If David Lee Roth has an IQ of over 180, despite every, you know, like all outward appearances to most people who just Mm -hmm. write him off as like rock jock dude, you know, whatever, um, then for sure there are other smarter people involved in more evil shit Mm -hmm. than making pretty awesome music. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. So, um, so give give the benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, we're going to put this guy in there. We're going to get this guy in there and, you know, whoever's responsible. And he's going to, like, get rid of some of the, uh, what, the people that they can't control? Or, like, I, I'm my, my tinfoil hat is keeping me from receiving messages from outer space right now. So I, I can't come up with a cogent theory. Mine, However, mine is based on an 
absolute ridiculous premise that the way we want things will never happen if we go directly to them, but they might happen if we rubber band it. Oh, you sneak up on the horse from the back left side or whatever. Yeah. So I go, no, let's go the opposite. Think of all the things that you don't want in the world, like in, in this country specifically. I, I, you know, and let's vote those people into let's get the let's get political office so like Fuck. extreme yeah get get every like religious zealot that's running for it. get every like conspiracy theorist get all of these people all in get office everyone who has been in office for 30 years already back in office because yes. they've done such a fucking good job and then watch them go like once they're all that look and so don't balance it. Don't balance the scales. Yeah. Push it so far to one side that it can't be fixed anymore. It has to break. It has to break. I've been lately, you know, kind of curious about this. Um, people are just like, oh, yeah, the Constitution uh, It's not, you know, hey, it's a living, breathing thing. No, it's not. It got written down. On hemp. Pretty fucking rigid. <laughs> nice. Nice, well played. Um, Pretty rigid for the exact reason that what the colonists were revolting against Uh, was a living, breathing non-document, was a living, breathing idea that could be interpreted by those in power to whatever they saw as their benefit at any fucking time. That's why the Constitution, I believe, you know, and I guess some others do, is not a living, breathing thing, that it takes some time to amend, to change. And um, old Cheeto boy is not really getting his way with the, uh, the, you know, the dream team on the Supreme Court right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I thought he picked all of them. Not all, I, I, well, but, you know, he's the, trying to get, you know, he's, yeah. the, the, I think the, well, you know, one would look at it from the outside and go, oh, the majority's in his favor. Oh, sorry. Favor. No, it's okay. I, just, I thought it was. Um, here's. I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't like. I haven't. Maybe I haven't thought it through enough to Let's, express it. Okay. Well, I mean, do you want to ruin the podcast, or do you want to make it better? <laughs> I, I don't know at this point. No. Hey, you've been bench pressing lately. I see you guys been doing a lot of fitness. You know, when I'm sitting at home working, I get these dings. You, know, you have movement out in front, and I look, and I'm like, "Wow, people are working out down there. That's wild." I'm gonna crazy go back to not doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, I, it's been brought to my attention, and this I think it's pretty funny. Like, so it's been argued whether like the founding fathers of this country were atheist or like they were actually Christian. And so it's like, we are called a Christian nation. There's a good argument for us. Small C. For us not being actually, because Christians would never revolt against a government. It's Christian doctrine to give Caesar's things to Caesar and God's things to God. It's actually specifically anti-Christian to raise up arms in any kind of tyranny. I'm only semi-speechless. <laughs> um, I, I mean... I, I, so, I have to look, because we, we were talking about the definition of, of meek, meek yeah, the yeah. other day. Uh-huh. And I looked it up, and, and it's in... It's, it's in, it's in the, the references... Did you go back to the original translation and then, like, the original word? It's really hard to find. Yes, yeah. 
That is, which I'm thinking, okay, this has been manipulated. Like, oh, wait, there's a, okay, if there's a dictionary definition, if it does go back to a pre-Christian meaning. Hmm, okay. We can't find that necessarily because Merriam-Webster... Yeah, uh, you know, or or, or th- you'd need a linguist like, and an interpreter, and I think it would be the old. There's an old Greek language that the, most of the New Testament was written in, and then before that, it would be Hebrew. Um, so it, it might. Uh, my guess is that it's actually Hebrew that it, that that was first translated on. But it doesn't matter. We're not yeah. turning the other cheek. So whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, we're definitely not Christian. Definitely, but, but it, it, it got me on this idea of like, okay, so how much of what we think we know has been, you know, that we, you know, I'm going to go to the encyclopedia Britannica, you know, to learn about X mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, th- those would be books. Uh, I guess if there's an online version now too, but whatever. Um, I'm going to go there to learn about the thing. Okay, so how much of what is in there has been influenced by religion, by religious belief, by everything? The, you know, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Therefore, what we think we know. Yeah. It, it goes back to my army. There's a very short article, but you know you have to understand or at least be curious by curious whether you've been manipulated or not here's a good example and i think we all have all the time or we all are all the time so somebody put it like so there's this like romanticism in history because it gets written by great storytellers and people who are in power generally long after the fact yes so it's a very convenient remembrance right so i think about what is it going to be said about our time right now that we would be like, no, that was not what it's like. Not Which even. is exactly why I wrote about it. Like, hey, yeah. what you're doing now is going to have unintended consequences in the future. Yeah. Like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it doesn't matter. What matters is what your offspring are going to have to unfuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that to me is just like, hey, look far enough ahead. Yeah. You know, you might get what you think you want right now. But you will, if you are alive right now, you will be on the wrong side of history. For sure, and, and this is how and we that's think not, about. That's the, not me. Me saying you like I'm right, not right, going right, to be. Right. Yeah. We will be on the wrong side of history if we are alive right now. And that, so, like, you can go back to the Revolutionary War and look at like, oh man, they were just fighting tyranny, and they really were done being oppressed by an evil king, whatever they wanted out of it. It also has to do with resources and trading companies. And companies and corporations that actually support what's going on and the realization that pinpoint power is actually a real a real problem for trade. Like, you know, when the mafia boss is too big, he scrapes too much off of the top. And so yep. you have this this real underlining history of of East India Trading Company realizing the potential in the United States resources and funding the revolutionary war as long as we do certain things like the flag well hang on (laughs) like let's just say let's just name a state for what it really is the state of rhode island (laughs) and providence plantations 
They're thinking about changing it right now. Are they really? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Just think about it. Okay, small estate, whatever, who gives yeah, a fuck yeah. it, with the size of it, but the fact that it, that it was, the state was incorporated. Yeah. Um, pretty much straight up with the straight up truth about its organization. Oh, that's really bizarre. Isn't that fuck like I didn't and, know and, that. I didn't ever, ever fucking put that uh, together. So apparently I've been that way for a long fucking time. Yeah. Um but you think about that and then it makes sense that okay, these trading companies, merchants, powerful merchants who owned politicians who have owned politi- politicians since the beginning of time mm-hmm. um saw opportunity and realized like hey these motherfuckers are going to exploit that like yeah. the british will not subjugate the locals to the ex- you know in the way that these colonists will let's support these colonists because they will rape and pillage this motherfucker and make us richer than you yeah. know make us so fucking rich that our wealth will have political effect for a thousand years in the future. Yeah, you, you can't change the world unless you make the change profitable. <laughs> so, and you'll realize, like, real, so I, this, this I, I am without words, but that's because I cannot disagree so, with the statement. That so, is, we'll come back to the yeah. um, systemic racial injustice that is embedded into an institution that doesn't represent its own policy. Mm -hmm. But nothing is being said about the institutional racism in banking and the financial district. That's been left completely alone. What? (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? There's only racism in this authoritarian representation of what the actual you but know. not in the institutions that control those. Yeah, let's say that feeds it all. Politicians and yeah. uh, there, there's tools. There's yeah. There's systemic racism in the hammer, but not in the fucking hand. Hence, my argument. Yeah, exactly. Again, I go yeah. back to it's just like, hey, look, you're talking about police brutality, not financial brutality. Yeah, and that is. And 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 so therefore you're just as short sighted. You're you know somebody's accusing Trump of playing non dimensional chess instead of three dimensional chess. Non-dimensional. You guys might. Or, <laughs> that's not non denominational because you know I saw him holding that Bible. He yeah. he clearly understands yeah. the shit that's inside. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what, just another fucking thing that just blows me away. That if if um, when he's interviewed about his religious beliefs and he pretty much falls short because he has none. He's just like, yeah, I bowed at the fucking dollar. Right. Um, and then, but yet he got all those people who, you know, are very religious to vote for him based on the premise that he is as religious as like he believes in their, you know, in the same thing as they do. And I was like, you guys, didn't you see the thing where he, like where he, you know, basically admitted, professed, declared his ignorance of do you know what's you know that I mean basically came straight up out and said like my God's different than yours. Do you know what's fascinating <laughs> is that somebody who is so obviously lying can convince people of the lie so easily, and people who but charge somebody with something can so 
genuinely deny the accusation, such as being racist or whatever, Mm -hmm. and be unbelieved no matter what. I was like, but they're on the opposite sides right now. Like Trump is on the, the right saying, hey, I'm Christian, and everybody's laughing at him. And then everybody on the left is calling people who are not racist racist, and they're denying it, and the right is just laughing at everybody. The, again, they're the same thing. They're the absurdity that yeah. like proves, you know, the the fact that there's a bunch of idiots on both sides running the show. Is that what was Ice T like? Left left wing, right wing, same it's the bird, same fucking bird. Yeah. God damn, a poet of the ages. No, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> which, which you didn't, you know. I didn't see that coming. No, me neither. <laughs> That's amazing. And let's, uh, I interrupted a, a thought of yours that I shouldn't have because which one it needed to be, remember. see, now I can't remember. Oh, I it, had one that I was, uh, I was going towards, I was asking um, this guy, this musician friend, uh, he was taking questions uh, in a big group. Yeah. And, and I was like, uh, I was I was looking what he was capable of doing. He is not present online anywhere. He never, he won't even, okay. there's no account. There's no nothing. He doesn't exist there. He lives on a farm. He invites people to his property that he thinks can make him better. You'll, you'll see some similarities going on. He, all he does is practice music, among other skills and tradecraft, mm-hmm. all day long. That's all he does. And he... He does whatever he can to get people to come live with him who help influence that path. He is the best, but he knows what he needs. So he tries to bring people in, even if they're beginners, because he knows he can learn from beginners. So I asked him, knowing knowing this, I was like, what's your structure and process for learning? And without hesitation, it was getting rid of all the stuff that gets in my way, myself. I get rid of myself because I'm in my own way. And so all the behaviors, all all the like me checking in for validation of a post, did it do well? Is it like, did people read my article? Are they arguing my points? Do I need to argue with somebody about it? Do I need to prove it? Does not matter. And use this got said on the Thurk podcast where you're like, I care, you know, about what, what people say there's, a, and I was trying to think of the quote at the time, but it did, it didn't dawn on me. There was something there and I missed it. And it dawned on me the other day that Buddha said, you are only entitled to your labor, not the fruits of your labor. After you've created something, it's not yours anymore. Like, you will lose power if you try to control the fruits of your labor. There's a difference between, you know, being entitled to the fruit of my labor Mm -hmm. and trying to control the fruit of my labor. Yes. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's a distinction. And, and so if I'm trying to control, I'm trying to broadcast in a certain way or in any I found case, a hypocrisy. I'm ready. We create these things. We spend so much time on these books and these yeah. magazines. As soon as they're out there, we almost spend no time telling people about them. That's but true. But if I make a post and somebody comments, I will go back and forth until the end of the earth to prove the point. Which means I'm not, I'm not 
doing justice to the thing that is actually my creation. I'm paying attention to the fluttery thing. To, and, and, and to, 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 the, to the reaction yes. to a creation. It's, it's, it's interesting because I, was, um, I have been thinking lately also like, man, you know, I see every, because I get a little into alert when some, somebody buys something. Yeah. And I look at some of that stuff and I'm just like, man, Refuge is actually pretty pretty powerful yeah. <laughs> um, product, output, piece of art, whatever you want, whatever we, I mm. want to call it. Um, and it, it could potentially have a positive effect on a wider audience. Mm. But we're over it. Like we make stuff, we print stuff, we put it out there. Hey, if you don't want it, go fuck yourself. If you Do, want it, we'll send it to you no, with glitter. Uh, uh, I'm, I don't think we're over. It. I'm going to argue that. No, no, I don't think we're. Oh, I don't okay. think we're necessarily. I, I mean, I'm. I'm saying from outward appearances, mm. like if we an, analyze. Oh it, right, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. If I look at it and I just go, "Well, fuck, we've done nothing to talk about this. We've done nothing." And then I think, okay, after we prove because all of this shit that we do is basically proof of concept, proof of our ideas. Right. Maybe we're aiming towards a bigger thing. Maybe not. But it's just like, hey, we make the stuff and then we get the positive feedback for the stuff. And then we're like, OK, we made the right stuff and our message is effective and it's important and people want to believe in this message. OK, so we do that one time, two times, three times, ten times, whatever. And we still haven't gone to somebody. And we but we also recognize our own inability to shoot that wide, to, to spread it in in the way that a virus needs to be spread if we hope, and I believe this is part of the reasoning, part of why we do what we do is be, we believe that we can help. We believe we can create mm-hmm. or cause, in air quotes, positive change. Great for the thousand people who buy the thing, the 2000 mm-hmm. people who maybe buy the thing or get exposed to the thing, whatever it is. And then I'm just thinking, okay, we're going to do the sermon book. And it's been in my head because the last 24 hours I've been in it and like reading and rewriting a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And I realized, okay, maybe after this one, maybe that's when we go to the people who can make the thing wider. Like, cause we, I know what we're going to do. We're going to print a thousand copies and then because that's sort of what we can afford. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to sell around 700 and then it's going to kind of fade and then we'll be thinking like, man, we need to do something new to stay in business so we can keep doing the thing that nobody really knows about. Yeah. And so is it going to be this book or is it going to be the next book? Is it going to be the next zine? Is it, what's it going to be? What's it going to take to get us to start the conversation that either allows us as individuals to change, to drive what I believe to be an incredibly positive and empowering message to a wider audience or enter into a relationship with someone who can. How much more do we need to prove? Here's here's where I'm at with it because I went a slightly right. different because I agree with everything that you've said. I think I noticed um, over over talking to people over the weekend about what we do because it comes up mm-hmm. and a lot of the time I'm like I don't like do you want me right. to start how long do you have yeah. like, before I no try shit. to explain this Yeah, and uh, inevitably we stay attached to things that need defending ideas that need constant support is what we're, we're always refuge doesn't need support 
raised as it needs to, but we don't care what people say about it. We know so like without any, we have so much faith that it is the best product that it could be. Uh, Somebody could say anything about it. Like, and I'd be like, no, you're wrong. Like any criticism, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, go, go fuck yourself. Like, I like it is completely defensible because it is such a hot, it's perfect art almost, right? And Ray's anthology, given it's like, you know, there's not everything, it's not as perfect, but it is so fucking good. It also doesn't need to be defended. Yeah. So we're, we need, if we want something to catch, we need to be defending. It needs to be an idea that is so out there and, you know, kind of, uh, it needs to be open for criticism so that we can continue to engage with the idea and find new ways to defend it. And maybe that's what defend analog means. Interestingly, at least I find, yep. um, I worked for a lot of years as a technical advisor, mm-hmm. first to climbing companies, then to the Department of Defense, et cetera. And it took me a long time to understand, but once I did, I predicated all relationships thereafter with, I do not originate, Mm. but I can react and make better what you originate. So you're a climbing gear manufacturer, Mm -hmm. you make this ice tool whatever, let's just hypothesize that particular thing as if it's something I never did. Um, (laughs) Okay, we're going to make this. We realize that, okay, you're trying to put a four millimeter wide, four to five millimeter tall piece of steel. You're trying to slam it into minus 30 degree ice, Mm -hmm. displace something which is relatively solid. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always work. Got to swing a lot, you know, et, et cetera. You might have a heavier head on it. You might have a lighter head, but swing it with more speed. There are all kinds of factors that go into whether that thing goes in. Somebody comes along and goes, hey, what if we made the pick two millimeters wide and two millimeters tall? Well, it would d- displace less ice. Absolutely. You'd have to learn how to use it because mm-hmm. you've been using a club. Now you've got a fucking stiletto. Yeah. And you would have to learn how to, you know, it's Formula One tires, dude. They don't last right. fucking 50,000 miles. Right. Same kind of thing. Okay, so make this small thing, and I can help you refine it, but I can't originate the small thing. Mm. You want to come with a clothing system, I can tell you everything with wrong, that's wrong it, in relationship to how we use it, how it's actually used with what you already make, but I'm not going to come up with it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're absolutely right. If we make something that needs no defense, mm-hmm. then we've fucking written our way, created our way out of a job. It's almost too good. And it's the, it's, yes. But it's this. And we already have the idea that can be criticized and you know it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> And no one knows what I'm talking about, but they will because I've been working on it. But they will because it. because it's going to be ma- it's going to yeah. be ma- it's going to happen. Yeah, and so I so I think you're right. Is that we are reactive? Mm. I mean, we, we because I I could say I believe truthfully we do not originate. We respond right. to yeah. 
And although we create mm -hmm. when it, you know, by way of response, mm -hmm. we're, we are, I don't think we've ever done zero to one. We've always done 0.9 to one or 0.9 to 1.2 or whatever. Like, yeah, like there's something that, that exists already that we respond to. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the way in the fitness world, like the strength like, manual, like the endurance idea, the, those concepts, fucking Jim Jones and, yeah. and you know, yeah. in, in, in its original condition is like a reaction to something. Yeah. Nonprofit is a reaction. Like if we think about the evolution of all of that, nonprofit yeah. is also a response. And so, I wouldn't call it a reaction. I would call it a response because yeah. we have a responsibility. Touche. Yeah. And, and wrong, so, uh, a wrong word. I, uh, but no, like, but no, but I think it's a good distinction because most people don't realize the distinction is like responding and reacting. And reacting is generally like we wait for somebody to punch us and then we punch back. And in reality, we see somebody. really good, you. you yeah, know. we move out of the way. Yeah. Like Counter it's like. Yeah. The slight difference is is based on skill, observation, and self knowledge and mindfulness. And yeah, yeah, being aware. Yeah, uh, and I think um, I, I really do think that refuge is too good to even talk about because what are you going to say about it? You don't need, like you can't sell it, right? It's like selling water to people that don't know that they're thirsty. You're like. You you just you need it when you need it, but if you don't, it's not appetizing. Yeah. So it it is perfect for what it is. And raise is good because it's kind of in between there. Like there's some ideas in there that could be argued. So you could like kind of push that. Yeah. And so in defending analog, like in defending the practice, defending the anal OG, the anal OG, yeah. <laughs> it's the anal OG. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, I really like it doesn't mean we make shitty stuff. I think we take more risk. You think we need to take more yeah, risk? Yeah, yeah. I think we need to develop things that are like riskier. And 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 because it will teach us, because it's a it's a fine edge that goes into ice and displaces it less, but it wears, and so it's like, or it'll break, or, and you yeah. will it, it, at the moment that you need to depend on it. Yeah, and I think it might be good for us to have something that could potentially break, so we have to deal with it. So we go, ah, that, that idea is just, I know it's there, but we did it wrong, or we like you. We probably need a failure. Like we so need the interesting thing <laughs> is <laughs> parallel to needing to create something that we have to defend, we're also trying to build a business. We're yeah. also trying to build some financial mm -hmm. security with, I checked today, mm -hmm. $74,000 in our business checking account with, you know, some things not taken out yet for the new t-shirt run and shit like yeah. that. Um, we are less willing to roll the dice. And this is the nature of every fucking business. And it's not because we want to be more profitable. It's because we do not want to not to no longer exist. Yeah. We fucked our way to the middle. Which is existing. I didn't even get off, uh, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, usually, usually when you're fucking to get to some place, you're not enjoying it. <laughs> That's true. You're trying to make the other person enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know that we've done. It's a but service. 
it's a, um, I'm servicing the middle. I, I, that's really interesting. But, 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 there's, but there's a piece there, like, because we want to make things that allow us to keep making things, which leads to, ultimately, it leads to us repeating ourselves. And yeah. I think we might have to um, handshake or hug or whatever is social elbow bump, yeah. whatever's appropriate on this um, right now or appropriate at this time to agree that, yeah, let's take more risk. Uh, yeah. I, I, and uh, do you know, for fuck's sake, as if we don't take enough. The, the symposium, on the one hand, the symposium is a perfect example of that because we uh, we did not we, we didn't care about it enough to like care about the risk that we took in changing it completely last minute right like and not care yeah. but we're like ah oh, like the thing that it is now is just kind of uh it's like kind of dull um it just wasn't Wait, what do you mean now no no the thing Back, at the time at the time it was like yeah it was it was oh this is dull and repetitive re- and stupid and nobody's fucking learning anything yeah and so when most i most of all us so somebody asked what we did and i got instead of explaining the whole thing what I said was, um, we have some ideas, but essentially we teach people how to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what the symposium was for me. It goes like... And, oh. and that is absolutely not wrong, and, and it is a lost skill. Mm-hmm. Therefore, people need to be taught. Yeah. And you got to take risks with it. I mean, you got to risk it being bad for it to be really, really good. I had an interesting exchange today, just direct message kind of thing. of like, hey, have you ever thought about doing the symposium thing, you know, like digitally or remotely yeah. or whatever? And I said, yeah, actually, we were working with some very, you know, we'd going back and forth with a very skilled guy. That, I mean, TJ is the chief technical officer for Vero and is, has an impeccable pedigree on this su- subject. Mm-hmm. And trying to develop a remote system that could that that would provide the same sensitivity and interaction and emotional engagement that is available in person and we realized that that was not possible that no matter how much tech we throw at it it simply will not be the same you cannot yeah. touch a finger across no. a, you know, whatever, two-inch thick plexiglass window right. and have the same emotional contact and integration as a hug. And that, I just said, dude, you know, when we tried, we realized that it wasn't going to happen, and so we went back to taking the risk mm-hmm. of only doing it in person. And yeah, and it got we could better, pro- and it absolutely got better because <laughs> the people who were willing to share and take that same yeah. risk were also the people who were willing to be more open. And if and if and if you're not willing to take a risk, mm. I fucking doubt your value. Uh, and I maybe that's just the statement: like risk is the way out. Like wherever you're trapped. You need risk, otherwise you would have escaped already. Like if it, if if you weren't trapped, somehow you need you need something to push against so you can like test things and risk it going backwards in order to go forwards. Yeah, it's like this. Yeah, um, I, I and, had and I had yet, the same conversation and, and, and about the digital thing. Let with, me think about. I mean, think about that in the way of like, okay, how many? 
what are people willing to risk in order to see the change that they are currently demanding? Uh, well, if I have to wake up early, I don't want to do it. Um, if I can't go to dinner or lunch or have my normal breakfast, I definitely don't want to do it. If I'm going to be kind of uncomfortable, I'm probably, I'll put up with it. But for only a for bit. a fixed amount of time, yeah. right? You'd be cool with being uncomfortable for a little bit. Yeah. Not like forever. Six weeks to get abs. I'm okay with. But like eight is pushing us. How about, <laughs> would you be okay with eight weeks if, you know, to completely eradicate systemic racism? Well, here's the hard part. Um, would I, what would that discomfort look for someone who doesn't, isn't affected by systemic racism? Well, if you're not affected by it, you're the cause of it. Is that how it works? I, I Isn't it like, isn't it binary? So if, if you're not curing cancer, are you cancer? No, you <laughs> just wish you could cure it. I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. Shit. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. All right. I I feel like at uh, 90 minutes we are we're about, out. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. All right. I, I mean that, that we could, that we we can we came to a question we we have no answer for and yeah. no amount of risk we can take will help us in this moment. We didn't answer the racism thing? Wait, what? Oh man, I thought we solved that problem. It's like quarter million dollars it goes away, right? I think it's going to take more. I think it's going to take more sacrifice. I think that what you're going to have to do <laughs> is um, more than you were willing to do to, you know, to dominate the virus. We're going to have to isolate against all other races for at least four months. <laughs> Segregate against everybody who is not you. Who is not you? <laughs> Just be by yourself. Can you imagine that? Like, so, so you posted the bubble thing the other day about like the bubble exercise, like yeah. the bubble boy or whatever. Can you imagine that later, like three months down the road, they're like, "We solved racism, guys." You just be next to people in this bubble, and their skin color won't affect you. Oh yeah, the yoga bubble. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, my favorite part of that is okay. It first, obviously, it started in Canada, but um, <laughs> which, but I just look at that and I go, "Well, you get hot." It's hot yoga at the same time because it gets super fucking like hot inside a <laughs> transparent dome, you know, out in the sun. They probably it, pipe them full of air conditioning. No, no, there's a little, there's a fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Then how does it protect you but airflow? I think it's just circulating the air that's already inside. I don't think it's drawing air in from the outside. Oh. Yeah, it's just you're just festering with your own virus in there. Um, <laughs> your, your own spray. I, it, it, whatever. But so, you, so you're inside this dome doing your thing. I saw one person like sitting in that position where you can apparently levitate or get enlightened or whatever. That, I don't know what you call it. Lotus. Lotus position. Whatever, legs crossed, yeah, sitting yeah. on your ass. Sam basically hanging out at the gym. 
Yeah, that, if that's low, I don't know, small L probably, but because <laughs> um, most people can't actually do it. But uh, so, so you're just sitting there, but you're right. You're separated. You're segregated. You think you're doing the same thing as everybody else, and they could be a different race, different color, different age, different economic status, whatever. But you're all just looking at that hot girl in her outfit on the platform who's demonstrating the moves that you're supposed to do in isolation in your bubble. You don't have to, like, interact with anybody. You probably could just turn away and not say anything. We got our, vac- they- we got our vaccines messed up. The vaccine for coronavirus was most obviously systemic racism. And the va- the vaccine for systemic racism is bubbling it's people. Clearly putting segregating people in fucking clear it's isolation. Stones. It's isolation. Ah. Nobody could possibly be affected if they were just by <laughs> themselves. Just separated. All right, we'll wrap it on that terrible note. Damn. I think I'd anybody like, will I ever sh- admit they got it wrong. <laughs> I think we should, should we drop the mic or just kind of rub it on the carpet <laughs> in a flaccid way, <laughs> kind of a weird way trying to make it work so that, you know, you don't disappoint her three times. <laughs> <laughs>